Welcome back to the From Grief to Greatness podcast. My name is Gerard, and I'm here with Christy and John. Hi, I'm Christy. Hi, I'm John. So today we're going to talk about how grief has changed us and how we've emerged from it. It's uh, tricky. Um, I'm sure we've gone through a lot of changes having experienced uh, the grief that we have, anything from subtle to profound. what happens, you know, when you are experiencing uh, grief, especially if it's overwhelming, uh, is that a flood of neurochemicals and hormones dance around in your brain, and a lot of difficult and uh, unexpected emotions can come through. Uh, I experienced personally a lot of shock, anger, uh, sadness, disbelief, and even guilt. Uh, But also, you know, the pain of grief disrupted uh, my physical health. I had gotten to a point at, at one period in time where I couldn't, uh, I couldn't uh, sleep, I couldn't eat or think straight. Uh, food at one point even made me nauseous, which was very weird. I'd be cooking meat. That, that's what it always seemed to be. It was something with meat, something with cooking flesh that it was like starting to make me sick. And uh, I couldn't really make sense of it. But if you're overwhelmed with grief, it does stand to reason that you won't really absorb your environment uh, the same way you would when you are content. So we're going to talk uh, in detail about the kinds of things that we've experienced. And, um, you know, I know uh, our stories have already been told, but this is uh, this is what has happened. This is this is where we've landed. Uh, I've uh, developed, you know, certain kind of practice uh, that I stick with to help deal with not just my my everyday emotions, uh, my everyday life, but also with the the grief that I've I've had to process through the years. Uh, So. <clears throat> well, we've got uh, Christy and John ready to go. Uh, John, what, what, have, uh, what have you got for us today? Uh, sure. I'll just uh, make, uh, mix things up. Why don't I start first? Sure. Okay. Um, you know, like we said, we've already talked about our lives, and I don't want to retread too much. Right. Um, but we do have to, you know, um, go back a little bit. And mm-hmm. um, my... Uh, when my father died, I went into denial. I was definitely in uh, denial for a, a very, very long time until very recently. So where my um, grief really came out was when I had my uh, rheumatoid arthritis um, uh, diagnosis mm-hmm. in uh, 2001, 2002. And uh, before that, so we think about how I changed. I was... Um, I would consider myself to have been a happy person, mm-hmm. um, you know, as happy as a person could be. I considered that I had um, a great wife. I had uh, great friends. I was I had my own house. I had a, a Monday through Friday job that although was not in the field I wanted, it gave me um, the, the weekends off to spend with my wife. It gave me um, three weeks vacation a year to go to places that I always wanted to go to and and times when I felt like, well, I was like bitching to myself about not having the career I wanted. I, I would sometimes I would feel guilty because right? I would be thinking, geez, you know, there are millions and millions and millions of people that would love to have the life that that I have. I, I'm just in, you know, my mother, my mother would say that, you know, I was living I was in Shangri-La, you know, uh. the, the life that I lived. <laughs> and and then the RA came and everything went into chaos. Everything went 180 and um uh, what I became uh, very similar to you, Gerard, I was sad and I was angry. And my anger was more inward uh, than outward. I, I wasn't taking it out on people. 
you know, except for maybe New Jersey drivers, but that, that <laughs> well, yeah. everybody mm-hmm. being yeah, such overcrowded. I think that's okay. Yes, no, I'm just the most kidding. dense state in the, <laughs> in the, in the country. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, but to be serious, I, I definitely, I had anger issues and, um, but uh, I learned to um, live with my grief through counseling which having the greatest uh, therapist in the world, uh, thanks to Gerard introducing me to Carol. And um, I, I, I moved through the stages of grief, which, as you know, if you've listened to our podcast, the stages of grief being denial, bargaining, anger, depression, acceptance, and uh, vacillated through the different ones, through denial, through anger, depression, certainly acceptance in some parts. And... Um, I feel like I've grown out of it into a mixed bag. Um, I still feel anger. I still feel um, depression. But um, I also feel that um, despite plenty moments of weakness that um, I found in myself uh, strength and determination and resilience that I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm certainly not building myself up to be a hero but I do my best every day on a day by day basis. And, yeah, and within that, um, I, I'm surprised um, that, you know, what I've been able to adapt to. And, and I, I've always, I might've even said this before, but what I always think that is that the um, probably the greatest attribute of human beings is their ability to adapt to any circumstance, mm-hmm. you know, I agree. from the most horrible circumstance, maybe, you know, being a, a Holocaust victim, you know, in a concentration camp, you know, or to being uh, paralyzed or to being uh, abused or, you know, you learn to adapt, you learn to heal. And um, I've learned to adapt to my circumstances. And, um, you know, although this isn't the person I vision to be at 52 because of the last 20 years of different diseases that have come on because of medications because of my different um uh, circumstances um i've learned to accept the person that i am and um i think that's you know obviously the goal of the uh, five stages is yeah. is acceptance and right. um i have a lot of acceptance and i think yeah. that's where i've moved to um the the greatest um place that i've moved from my grief is acceptance of who I am now and I'm going to be strong and I'm going to be resilient mm-hmm. and I'm going to survive right. and I'm going to make the best of the life that I have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't good. get to the healing without acceptance. Yes. No. no, you just can't do it. Not at all. And, and I'm not never to say that, I'm not, that I don't have weak times, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have weak times where I'm sad and where I'm angry and where mm-hmm. I break down. But uh, most of the time, I um, stay the course. Yeah. And and I see that in you too. I mean, we've been uh, privy to, you know, seeing each other grow through the years, you know, Mm -hmm. we've uh, unfortunately had to deal with the, uh, the tragedies and the, the illnesses and, and everything that's, that's come along uh, with it. But uh, we've seen a lot of, I think we, we, we are a little bit of a mirror of each other in, in, in some ways, you know, we've, sure. we've really experienced a lot of the same things and we've grown in a lot of the same ways. And, and it's really been a, a beautiful thing to see, uh, 
to see all the great changes that you've made in your life. Yes. So that was, that was all great stuff to hear. So Christy, what have you got to say about how you've experienced grief and emerged from it? Well, um, one thing that I, I think I might've just realized is, um, I know that shock isn't per se the technical, you know, one of the stages like of grief, stage, yeah. but I wonder if it's sort of related to denial, shock, mm-hmm. no, like I can't point. believe it happened. You know yeah, what I mean? Disbelief, yeah. Yeah. Because I think that I felt that way for some, you know, that was my first feeling. Like I just couldn't believe it happened. Um, you know, my dad was uh, in Texas when he passed away, so he wasn't even home. Um, we got a phone call from the police, you know, that sort of thing. And it was so shocking. Um, and then just total fallout, you know, like devastation. Um, why, why, why? Um and maybe because I'm a female, I just let myself cry. And mm-hmm. whenever I felt like crying, I just let her rip, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, That's not unique at all. Believe me. It's nope. not. Yeah. I, well, I've had torrents and torrents of crying. Yeah. Yes, I couldn't. Myself. Sure. I couldn't even control it sometimes. Like, you know, right after he, he died, I just... It, it would come in waves. At first, it was almost constant. Um, but then it it began to come in waves. And then it would be certain songs that set me off, you yeah. know, those sorts of things. So mm-hmm. a few things that um, that actually, you know, I like to, my motto is, no matter how bad the situation is, we're always we've always got to find something good that comes out of it. Even if it's just something that's learned from it, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Even the worst situation, you can still pull things that you learn from them. So for me, it was um, basically like the value of life. Mm. I hate to say this, but I believe that I took it for granted. Yeah. And because, you know, he was only <laughs> our age yeah. when he passed. Yeah, he was pretty young. He was 52. Yeah. And so I thought, I, I the thought didn't even cross my mind that he no. was going to pass away. The man exercised, he ate right, you know, everything. So I figured, I never even thought that that would happen. And um, boy, was I wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know, I wish just like all of us do that we had more time to maybe have that, you know, conversation or talk to them or anything like that, but we don't. So my feelings today are to, number one, recognize the value of life. Number two, any relationship that I'm in, you know, my friends, my mom my brother, etc. cetera. Um, I have kind of a pact with myself and with my mom mm-hmm. that 
hypothetically, if we were to get into an argument or a dis, you know, disagreement or be upset with each other, that it be worked out before the day's end. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, it's because good practice. thank you. Um, we just promised that to each other because when my dad, her husband, passed away, what if? And thank God there there were no issues that were unresolved with me mm -hmm. um, and really with her either. But had there been, mm -hmm. could you imagine? Yeah. So of course you can. Yeah. I know you've been through that. Mm -hmm. And and so that's kind of one little thing that, you know, that I, in my thought processes and the way I um, live my life now. And I'm kind of, the type of person that I just have to deal with my life day by day. So as far as, you know, the grief goes and emerging from it, um, I just really try my best. And, and a lot of times I have to talk to myself and, and make myself do this. Like consciously, I have to actually um, not allow myself to obsess or think about the future and what might happen or yeah. what might not happen because we're only promised right now, mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't have any control over anything else. So I just want to make the most of every day Yeah. and every day I strive to grow. I strive to learn. I have my moments where I just <laughs> break down and I know yeah. you know that cause sure. mm -hmm. we, live together. Yeah. But, um, you know, I get back up, dust myself off and I move forward. Right. But I think that staying open and talking about anything that any, that any of you are going through is, is a very important key to staying healthy and or healing. Right. It is, you know, don't keep anything bottled up. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's almost like, you swallowed poison yeah. that can't escape your body. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, for me, that's kind of how I deal with it. I, I, I can only do like baby steps mm -hmm. because yeah. otherwise I get too overwhelmed mm -hmm. and I'm easily overwhelmed. Yeah. And, and then at that point I just become frozen. It's that really, happens to me. I don't mean to yeah. laugh. No, but um, that happens. Yeah. I experience that frozen. Like mm -hmm. I just can't do anything. And I don't want to um, put myself through that. Although I do, I just have to talk myself back down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. sometimes your mind just takes off um, and it takes a little bit to catch up. It does. Yeah. And bring it back. And, you know, you're so right about, uh, you know, just being open and talking about things. Like, uh, like for me, I, that, I was never fully like that. I'm so much more like that now. And, you know, okay. I mean, of course, you know, being in therapy has, has helped me uh, get into that practice. Like just always being yeah. conscious of how helpful it is mm -hmm. to just speak your mind about things, to really say what's going on inside you. Because, mm -hmm. like, what's happened with me, you know, dealing with the grief. I mean, look, uh, my parents were killed in a car accident. That sentence has been written into my life story. There's nothing I can do about changing that. It's in there. It's in there forever. Yeah. So all the other sentences that, that I write from here on in are that much more important. Mm -hmm. 
because that's a big, heavy thing to have to deal with. Uh, I am more prone to depression and worst case scenario type thinking, but I'm better at handling it. I, I've developed, uh, you know, more of a spiritual uh, connection uh, to the world and to my parents uh, in this whole journey of healing. I've done it through meditation. I've, I've talked a little bit about that. I have a better uh, sense of harmony, understanding, and peace. And that's what really helps me push through is that I, you know, it's just that strange thing that, you know, I was the kind of person before that never had to do this. But I was the kind of person that couldn't have done it if he had to do oh, it. Oh, okay. You know, so now it's like I, it sucks that I have then. to do it, but oh. I am much, much more capable. You know, I catch myself a lot. And one of the main things, you know, we this happened with us just this past week. I had some stuff that had been building up. I held it for about a week or two, but then I finally brought it out and we talked about it and I and I got myself into some some uh, a better frame of mind about it. And I, I feel like uh, you know, like as John had mentioned, you know, I was always a very happy person. I had a lot of uh nervous energy probably and I was somewhat misdirected and misguided and immature. Uh, obviously this is some time ago, but I was still a, a, you know, I was a good person and everything, but I was, I was a little lost. I was a little confused about certain things in life. I couldn't put pieces together and I'm better at that now. Uh, you know, why things happen in life. And, you know, it was tough dealing with what happened with my parents and even oh with gosh, dealing with, uh, you know, my pain situation, which mm -hmm. is, you know, similar in some ways to John having been uh, incapacitated for a while, not really being able to experience life the way that I wanted to. And uh, that was just so difficult. And I, I had no answers for a while. And then at one point I stopped looking for answers and I was just mad at the world. And the things that are different with me now is I'll just, I'll go right into music. I'll go right into singing. I've been a singer all my life. Now when I sing, man, it really means something. You know, there's, there's just a different connection to it. I feel it differently. It comes out differently. Afterwards, I feel differently. Whereas before it was all just about showing off. It really was. I mean, not that I didn't experience it in a, in a good, you know, wholesome mm -hmm. way, but there was a lot of showing off going on. I'm not like that anymore. And I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm grateful for the experiences that I've gone through that have taught me how to be different than what I was before. And that's good. I think that that's the best thing that I can say about what my journey has been like is that I, I, I come out of it feeling grateful. Wow, that's that's great. awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. It is great. I mean, if you can if you can get to something like that, you know that the work that you've done and the people that you're involved with, uh, it's, it's all just thumbs up for you. You know, you've got the right support system. You've got the right things going on. It, it does feel good. And, you know, I, I wanted to I know we've touched on it a little bit, but if we can just real quick, uh, I just wanted to ask you guys what what. You know, you've mentioned a few things, but but what else? Like, what what do you miss about the person that you were prior to experiencing grief? John, go ahead. What 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 are some of the things you miss? I miss uh, the feeling of lightness in yeah. my body, you know, and in my mm. mind. You know, the feeling that um, I'm going to go out and just just feel like I have like a smile on my face all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, that that feeling of uh, 
positivity that yeah. I, I just feel like I'm not negative all the time, but I, I, I'm not just like expecting everything to go my way. Mm-hmm. Like I sort of used to maybe that, yeah. you know, ignorance is bliss sort of thing that I had yeah. mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> maybe wasn't it great? Than I should have. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was great oh. to have. I think that's what I missed the most. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, cool. I know. Uh, how about you, Christy? Anything popping in there? Before all, all of this yeah, happened? Yeah, before grieving like before became grieving. a part of your life. Well, um, I sure miss being thin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that's the first thing that popped uh, in my nice. mind. Hey, you know what? That is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, oh I was God. thin <laughs> once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> yeah, besides that, honestly, I just miss, um, I do miss the, the freedom of knowing that, you know, I hate to say this, but I, it may sound weird and maybe I'm off, but like my dad was my best friend Yeah, and, and I just miss not being able to call him for mm-hmm. certain things yeah. or tell him certain things yeah. that I know would make him really happy or, yeah. or maybe like a joke that we would get because mm-hmm. my mom and yeah. I don't really share the same sense of humor. Okay. Gotcha. But, um, I miss that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, uh, uh, that part about ignorance is bliss. I mean, it, it so is, I mean, to be young and, unaware of yeah oh. so many things um but again you know i think i'm i'm going to kind of side with gerard on on the grateful aspect of it mm-hmm. because mm. i really um you all know a lot about my past so mm. uh, during my teenage years and and early adult i self medicated a lot mm-hmm. So I am very grateful that I'm the person I am today. Yeah. I'm not any, I've always been like a really sweet person, um, a good person, but just a buku of bad choices. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Um, but I have to forgive myself, which I have done. Um, it's like you, you, you know, put that behind you and then tackle the next thing. But I'm very grateful that I'm not the same person that I was yeah. like even 10 years ago, mm-hmm. 15, yeah, me too. but definitely in my, in my teens and early adulthood. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'll tell you mine. I really miss the person that used to lose sleep for good reasons because there was exciting stuff going on in life. I would lay my head down and I would just hear like journey songs blaring in my head. I just couldn't, you know, Steve Perry was just singing to me all the time or Mm -hmm. Marvin Gaye or Stevie Wonder or, you know, Ann Wilson from Heart or, you know, just all kinds of music would be going through my head and I just couldn't settle in and go to sleep or... Is this when you were... A teenager? Oh, yeah. And even beyond, even into my 30s also. Oh, really? Into my 30s. Or just, you know, we've got a gig coming up Mm -hmm. or something, or we've got practice tomorrow. We're getting together to play basketball, and I'm just 
having visuals of how things are going to go and the fun we're going to have. And, Excited. you know, it, it's, it's a whole lot better than the, the things that, you know, uh, keep me awake at night now. Uh, that, that's what I miss. So uh, there, there are these changes, like I said, they can be subtle, they can be profound. Uh, they really do affect us, though. And uh, I, I, I am really glad that I, that I developed um, a spiritual practice. I mean, I'm not, you know, when I lost my parents, like I, just to go back to this real quick, you know, I'm, I'm, I've mentioned this before probably briefly. I'm not a, I'm not a God guy, okay? I'm, I'm not a religious person. So I didn't have, you know, that, you know, people turn to that for, for a lot of comfort in their lives and for a lot of support. And I didn't have that. I didn't have God to ask questions to or, you know, to say, well, you know, it was just God's plan or anything like that. Um, so I had to try to figure out why these good people were taken away from, from their lives in, in, in such a horrible way. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't easy for me. To, to break through all of that because it was just, you know, it was an accident. It wasn't some, it wasn't a murder, you know, it wasn't some, uh, it wasn't some uh, uh, drunk driver. It wasn't anything, you know, that kind of, uh, that kind of negligence, but it was someone that just drove the wrong way up, a, up a, a, an exit ramp and out onto the highway. And Again, there there's so many things that went through me. If something would have happened, you know, five seconds different one way or another, then you know, in the lives of any of the people involved in the accident, like I mentioned before, then uh, you know, it never would have happened. Uh, why? You know, I went through that for a long time. Why? Why? Why didn't think? Why did? How did everything line up so perfectly? I mean, you know, uh, I hate to use that word, but everything just imperfect. yeah, just perfect. everything just landed that way, and it happened. I mean, it's, it's so hard to put all those pieces together. And I think that's why I started to go, you know, essentially crazy once the grief really started to hit me because my mind could not wrap itself around that it happened, that they're gone and that, you know, there were unresolved things. Uh, I had to deal a lot with that, you know, and um, that's, that's tough. I mean, what, unresolved issues, especially when it comes to, you know, it's not, you're not talking about breaking up with somebody No. where not even somewhere close. down the road, if you had to, you can maybe find a way to contact them if you lost touch and say, you know, look, there's some stuff we should talk about, whatever, about mm -hmm. from way back when, or it was, that chance is gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That brought in a lot of extra grief mm -hmm. onto, you know, into my plate. And uh, oh. that was really difficult to deal with because there was a lot of stuff that my parents and I should have talked through mm -hmm. uh, before the ends of their lives came. You know, and I blame myself a lot for that. So that, that has put a hurting on me. That's been a tough one to overcome. But sure. you know, like John had said earlier, you know, I consider myself now a, a stronger, more determined and capable person. And I'm, I'm proud of that. And I believe that they know that and yeah. they see that. And, mm -hmm. and maybe you could look at that as, you know, since you, you can't have the conversations you wanted to with them, mm -hmm. you've, you've grown from it and the relationships you have now have more depth to them and, right. and openness. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I Good mean, point. I know it doesn't. Yeah. Um, right. Because I don't, yeah. I don't hold anything back now. Right. I always try to resolve things mm -hmm. and do the best that I can do. with in my relationships. I think that's great. Always. You should. Mm. 
Johnny, what else you got? Anything else? I know you had a page. Uh, <laughs> I, me, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if there was anything else. Um, well, there was one other thing I wanted to say, and then there were two things that Christy mentioned that that mm-hmm. made me remember something and made me want mm-hmm. to comment on something. Oh, good. So, um, the the first thing that I, that I wanted to say that um, my uh, that you know Carol, our therapist, stressed to me. Um, was about to say that um, everyone's experience is different yeah. like ours and that there's no sure. right or wrong way to emerge from grief. Right. So if you're right. still in another stage or if you haven't emerged as well as us or better than us, that's perfectly fine. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, work on getting better, work on being more determined, more resilient. And um, there is an end in sight. Um, yes. You, you can be. Um, healed. You can find acceptance. And uh, there was a couple things. Um, Christy, when you were talking about, you know, at first when your father died, when you were in shock, which would mm-hmm. qualify as denial. Mm-hmm. And also thinking about, you know, remind me that you were th- really thinking about your own mortality. Mm-hmm. And um, it reminded me that there was, you know, one thing that was not related to denial when my father first died, when mm-hmm. I had to go down, the car accident happened in Georgia. I'm here in New Jersey, and mm-hmm. I had to fly down to Georgia to get mm-hmm. my mother. And I was walking around the hospital halls at one point, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I said, as soon as I go back to New Jersey, I'm going to ask my then girlfriend Marie to marry me. And at this point, mm-hmm. we been going out for two years, you know. Really? Yeah. And oh, we, is, I was I, I was only that. 21 years old. You know, I just started right. college, How and cute. she was 19, and I was like. But because mm-hmm. I felt this sense of, you know, my mother had just lost her husband. I'm not going mm-hmm. to waste any time in my life now. Yes, exactly. That I felt this urgency of mortality, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that sort of, you know, wore off once I put together the, you know, the facts about, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in college. I have no money and we have nowhere <laughs> to live and mm-hmm. things uh-huh. like that. But, you yeah. know, I, I did feel that same sense of mortality and urgency mm-hmm. of, about that, you know, yeah. um, that I need to make things happen in my life. And, mm-hmm. you know, that reminded me of that, which I really totally forgotten about for almost 30 years now, over 30 years. Mm. I oh, totally wow. forgotten about that. And you hmm. shook that memory out of me when you were talking <laughs> Yeah, I'd about never that. heard this before. No, I'd <laughs> really forgotten about that. And, hmm. um the other thing I was talking about when you reminded me was when you were saying, you know, how grateful um, that you are, that you are here now. And we probably mentioned this when you did your um, story in, in your segments. But um, I, I think that's that is something that you went through such a difficult time and through such mm-hmm. difficult circumstances. Mm-hmm. And we've said this before, the fact that you are here and are such a sweet, giving tender person and that you survived through all that and are, are is even still alive mm-hmm. is remarkable but that mm-hmm. you are not bitter that you are not mm-hmm. angry Thank that you. you are not um difficult um but that you are the exact opposite of all of those things oh yeah she sure mm-hmm. is i am grateful for that yeah Aww, me too thank you yeah, yeah thank you that. i think yeah. that needs to be said 
Oh, oh sure. So nice. I yeah. Because these things that have happened to us, they certainly could have turned us really, really sour. Sure. We yeah. all could I mean, be bitter if we wanted. That's yeah. right. We could. Sure. But I mean, I'm sure we've had do. our moments. You cannot no. be bitter for what's happened no. to you in the past. You cannot no. let that turn you into an angry old person. It's no. a waste. Yeah. It really is a, a waste. I mean, your quality of is life waste, is just yeah. so important. We don't want yeah. any grumpy old men over here. No, 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 no grumpiness. It's not really... Uh, it's because it's, it's not the point. It's very unproductive. Right. It's not the it's, point. It's, again, it's like poison. Right. Who wants to go through life? I mean, I know grumpy people. I don't understand oh how they goodness. can be like that. Look, I've, I've had my moments. I mean, they, oh, yeah. it was understandable when it was like teen or uh, post-teen angst or even, uh, like I had mentioned before, I had some immaturity and there I had uh, just really unproductive, uh, silly ways of dealing with uh, my issues. But, you know, I... I'll give myself a little bit of a break. I was, you know, it was still before middle age. I really haven't hadn't learned uh, all that much at that point in time. And I've learned so much since that I can say, yeah, you know, John, you, you said it earlier, I, I didn't picture myself being this person. I mean, I, I thought I was going to be more like I used to be, just more mature version of it. But I, I'm definitely a quieter person. I take my time. Uh, when I'm talking about things, I think things through better than I ever did before, especially when there's something important to, to say. Um, I, and I, I am really appreciative of, of being taught that because I, I didn't learn that on my own. I was taught that. I picked up some things, but that's mainly what I've learned through uh, my, my sessions with Carol and through meditation. That's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So, so anybody got anything else to share? I'm good. We're good. All right. I mean, it's a, it's a good part of this topic to, to get into because people do need to know, uh, you know, how we've gotten through this. We've talked about what we've been through and now this is the, you know, where we've gotten to part and just emerging, real, emerging exactly. Emergence is very important. And just uh, real quick, I just wanted to give people before we uh, sign off here, just a couple of things. Uh, this is what you would call, uh, you know, when you are in the midst of grief brain, when that, that, that chemical flow is such that I mentioned earlier where everything's just dancing around up there and it can be overwhelming. Here are some, maybe what you would call remedies, uh, you know, just some tactics or some things you can employ to help get yourself through it. Uh, one would be make sure that you practice self-care. Always take the necessary timeouts. You know, we all need to give ourselves a, a break to breathe from time to time. Challenge the negative thought patterns because they really can take you in the wrong direction and keep you there for a long time. Uh, and it's hard to get out of that. Uh, get support. Support is very important. We've all got it. Keep your network tight. Keep your network strong. And always search for the silver lining. There's, there's always a better day ahead. There are always better days ahead. And if you just keep on this, on this path going from grief to greatness, you will see that what we are telling you is the truth. So we thank you again for tuning into our podcast and we will see you again soon sometime. Thank you.